everyone. This is Linda Burton. And I'm Leslie Bracero. With Less Talk. We're here today with Kay. And we are going to talk about how not to just, help me say this, Leslie, exist in life and, st in, and live in life. Is that correct? Kind of. <laughs> not existing really and i think Kay is going to really bring that out and Kay, why don't you just say it because you said it better than both of us are trying to say it um so just making sure that you're living your life and you're not just existing so that's pretty much what it is existing not living i love that and I'm glad that Leslie had you come on to share your experience with that. And um, talking to you, I hear that you did, you're doing so many different things once you broke free from the, the, the prison, the, the thing that you were locked in that made you feel like you were just existing. Right. Can you explain how you got from existing to living in your life? Uh, basically, what helped me get to that point of being unstuck uh, was just writing. So um, pretty much journaling, uh, poetry. Poetry was the biggest way that I made it through the things that I was going through um, to get to the other side. Um, and then also um, painting, I like to paint. So just doing those things really helped me to not focus on uh, everything I was going through and to get me to where I needed to be. Okay. Now, I also heard that you are an author. You wrote a book. Once I did. You free. Um, can you share a poem or something from the book? Um, yes. The title of the book is called Through Me to Me. And this poem is also has the same title. So it says, finding me has been exhausting to say the least. It's been an emotional trip to hell and back, and I have been the feast. To deposit something positive into just one life has only been the goal of one, and that's the living Christ. Through him and only him alone, because there has been no other, is the reason that I've grown. Not brother, sister, father, and no, not even mother. I think of those that have support of praying friends and family. I get so angry deep inside, wondering who was there for me. We cannot choose our parents. We cannot choose our sibs, but we can choose our course in life and we can forgive. All of those who had a chance, but just would not invest into the life of an innocent child that went from lost to blessed. It's taken over 40 years. I've walked this path alone on a biological quest to reconnect with those that were my own. But what I've come to realize in searching for my folks is that sometimes you must just let go of those that are unequally yoked. I can't go back and change the past where it has been my test, but Christ has been there all the time and I am more, not less. With or without my family, I have finally grown from this exhausting trip to find me and I didn't have to do it alone. The hand of Christ was on my life from very early on. His amazing mercy and his grace has kept me all along. And so I will continue the journey to find me and learn to invest into myself and be completely free. I love that. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So I understand that you did that during your time of, of, of breaking free. 
right? Okay. Can you explain how the difference between when you're going through something and you're struggling and you feel the way you said in the poem that you're all alone, but you know God is there to breaking free and now you can see the skills and the talents and the gift that God gave you that you can use it and bless other people. So I've been angry for a good part of my life. And so I always wrote from a point of anger. And so I had a friend that challenged me and she said, you know, try to write and see yourself on the other side. And I couldn't do it. Everything I wrote was to get the anger out and to deal with what I was going through. It, the book came out in 2019, literally two years before the book came out was when I started being able to write from the other side. So that's why I feel like you know, when you hold on to stuff for so long and you get stuck in it, you, you can't live. You're just existing. And so um, just the writing, the poetry, everything just freed me up to get to the other side. And I've always had faith in God. I've always believed in God, but I didn't believe God. And so I literally had to start taking him at his word as to, you know, he will be nigh unto the brokenhearted and with those that are crushed in spirit. And so I really had to start um, walking that and living that. And so it just started coming out in the poetry and that's how I started to release it. Mm. I, I love how you said that. To me, when I'm with people, I say it, I know it's in my mind, but I can't feel it in my heart yet. Like, like I know, I know because I know his word, I, I, I know this, but my heart is still aching. My heart is still in pain. My heart didn't catch up with my mind yet. So I love, I love that of you, of sharing that. So now I heard that you draw, you sing. I mean, like this really broke you free from so many things and you really can see all your gifts now. So um, you sing, you draw, you're, you're starting what with your, your, your painting, your online uh, I plan on putting uh, up an online store um, mm-hmm. that will have, you know, any of my books, um, paintings and things like that. Um, my logo is KTS Creations. Um, and so I'm working on getting that up and up and running. Now, you couldn't even go that far in your mind when you were hurting. It took you to break free from that. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So it's so amazing how our hurt and our pain ties our mind up that we can't even see all our gifts and all our talents. And by hearing the different things you do and the different things that you're a part of and your skills and your talents, it seemed like it took you to let go. Yes, I would agree with that. Yes. Okay, how does that feel? I mean, like, for somebody that's still like, I can't see how she got where she's at. I can't, I'm still, I can't see a way out. Like how your poem was talking about. I feel like it's just me. I know God is there. I know I'm not alone, but I feel just me. What would you say to somebody like that? How would you encourage them? How would you help them see that there is another side? Like you said, sometimes it felt like it wasn't, but how did you, what can you say to someone to help them go through that? First and foremost, I would say, if you don't have Christ in your life, you need to definitely give your life to him. 
I feel like um, when I was coming up, I was never taken to church. I just went on my own. And so I feel like God chose me from very early on. Um, and so I would say, you know, accept, you know, Christ in your life. And then once you do that, you really need to, like I said, believe him. Um, you can't believe in him from something someone else told you. You really have to develop that relationship for yourself um, and just have that uh, faith that even though everything around you is falling apart, just believe him that he's there. So he constantly reminded me of that. You know, I know it's rough right now. I know it's hard. And I would, you know, be crying and tears and the whole nine yards. And I just kept saying, Lord, I trust you. I trust you. And I just had to keep telling myself to trust him. So develop that relationship first. And then you just have to really, really put your trust in him and just not lose your faith. Well, don't you feel like your relationship actually got stronger and you were able to have a better relationship with God when you were going through it because you were able to see, okay, he's bringing me through this and how those little tiny blessings, there's so many times in my life I want to give up. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I don't know what's going on. And the very next day, nobody else know what I need. But the very next day, somehow that knee got met. And I know it was only from God of like, yes. he knew my limit. And then afterwards, I'm like, dang it, if I would have just held on a little bit longer, I would have, you know what I mean? But the yeah. next time I hold on a little longer and then the same thing, like, oh man, brother, you know, and it, it builds you up and it's learned how to trust him more and to have him, you know, like have a stronger, better relationship with him. So do you yeah. feel like your trials made you stronger with him? Oh, most definitely. Um, you know, you can cry, snot, roll around on the floor, be upset. When you get up, the problem's still there. So just start eliminating that step and just learn how to go straight to him and it'll go much smoother. But definitely my relationship has grown tremendously um, and things that, you know, before I questioned, I no longer question. And so um, like I said, just believing him. Um, he says he's God and he's given us all these promises and I have to believe that. So, mm -hmm. And to know that he's going to bring you through the storm, not knowing how, not knowing when, but just trusting and knowing that God is going to bring you through it. Even though you can't see the end, you have enough faith and you have enough strength to just trust in him that he absolutely. So I think that's amazing that you were able to overcome it and use that for other people. There was a quote you said earlier um, about wasting time. Can you say that again? I love how you said that. Uh, I just feel like, um, you know, everybody has that dash in their life. What you do with that dash is important. And so I want to be productive with what God has given me and not waste my time just existing, but really living the way he wants, wants me to live and what he wants me to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I'm just sitting here listening to both you, um, Ms. Kay and Linda, and I'm just reflecting on my own life. And I, I love how you talk about that being stuck because I think all of us have gone through that peace in our life and not if not still going through so Kay, can you kind of speak to the fact that what brought that realization like 
hey, I got to get out of this thing. I got to break free from this shell. What brought you to that realization? Um, I would say my son. So I have one son. Uh, I feel like one child is too many. That's all I can handle. <laughs> but, um, I'm very introverted and he's very extroverted. Uh, and so he really was a gift to me from God. He knew exactly the type of child that I needed, you know, for my life, because it's so easy for me to isolate myself and I'm comfortable with that. And he would just not let me be mom, let's do this. Let's, you know, audition for this, let's do this. And so, um, I, you know, when his dad and I split, um, I really, uh, came to the point where I'm like, I can't help him with this if I'm not healthy. And so I literally, which is the title of the book, I had to go through me to get to me so I could help him because I will not let my um, biases, biases and, and my problems, my baggage be his baggage. I really don't want that for him. And so I don't want to see him going through the same uh path or journey that I had of being stuck, you know, for lack of relationship or difficult relationship with his dad. And so I can't help him if I'm not okay. And so that's really what lit the fire under me is, you know, I need to really get this across to my child that you can't stay here. You can't stay stuck here. It's not good for you. So. I know sometimes we are our worst enemy our minds of where we we limit ourselves, our mindset of what we heard in the past, that somebody might have jokingly said it as a joke, but we took it to heart thinking we're really that person, you know, right. or just the ignorance of people not realizing what they say, it, 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 it means something. Mm -hmm. So I'm amazed and I'm proud that you wrote that book of, of through me to me, to get to me. I love that. I love that title. So that is good. And it's so neat because it seems like sometimes you have to go through something. The best things is when you go through something and then you realize you can look back and see how God blessed you through that and how you overcame that and wrote or, or you know, shared with somebody else so they can overcome it. Because I don't really feel like God put us through different situations for nothing. I feel like we do it to help and to encourage and to lift and to bring us through other things. Like I wrote a book on relationships and it's through our my marriage of just doing everything wrong <laughs> to get to know how to do things right, you know? Right. It took that to, 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 to go through that heartache, those pains to help somebody else so they won't have to go that deep or that far or be hurt that bad. Absolutely. You know, or to let them know it is a better side. Hold on, you know? So, because yeah. I think Satan used that we're alone, nobody else go through it, you're the worst, and you know, all this other mess in our head and keep us down. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I like that. And like you said earlier, it will definitely keep you from your gifts and the shine that you know, God has for you um, is one of my favorite quotes by Marianne Williamson about, you know, I, I am afraid of my potential and my possibility. And that's where with the isolation and everything you go through, that's where Satan wants you. And so I really have to stretch myself and push myself to, you know, be in the plays and do the things that I'm doing, because I know 
state wants me isolated and that's not what's best for me. Be uncomfortable. Yeah. We get so comfortable and we don't move and we're missing what God had called us to do. We need to know how to be uncomfortable. There is a time to rest, but we can't stay comfortable. We can't just stay back and relax. We're not really living. We're not really blessing people. We're not even using our what we're here to do, our purpose, if we're just right. always comfortable. So right. I'm amazed how I know you're you're nervous and a little bit uncomfortable because you're an introvert, but you did it. You're on and you're talking <laughs> and you're sharing. So I'm amazed, you know, and I'm very proud of you. And I thank you for that. Thanks. I appreciate that. You know, I think about this story, and, I, and Kay, you brought it up perfectly when you talked about that poem from Marion uh, Anderson. Williamson. Williamson. I yeah. remember that poem, but I also thought about a story I heard many years ago about this type of shellfish. I don't remember which one it was, but it had to change its shell. It had to grow from one particular size shell to the next in order to survive. And it said that if that, sh if that shellfish did not come out of its shell, that shell will become its coffin. And wow. that stayed with me because I, like you, Miss Kate, and like so many, I'm sure, was stuck. Stuck, stuck, stuck. And that story was the one thing that broke in, broke in my mind that it's time to change. I got to get out of this shell and get into the new place that God had for me. So I can yeah. certainly identify what you're saying. I don't know where he's taking me, but I trust him. <laughs> there you go. And that's all you need to do. And that's all that we want to take the time to share other people. It, I love this program because it's about different perspective. It's, it's not trying to tell people how to live their life or what they're supposed to do. We just want to show them a different perspective, that you have other choices. There's other things going out there. And that way, when you make the choice for your life and your situation, you see a fuller picture than just what what you think Satan is putting in your head or, or anything else of us blocking our own um, vision or purpose to see more. So I love that you came on and shared. And I really, truly appreciate that, that you got out of your comfort zone <laughs> to, to be on our show and to, to talk to us. No problem. I really appreciate the opportunity. So thank you. So, okay. Leslie, is there anything else? Um, I just want Kay to give one parting word to that person. Speak to that person out there, Kay, who was like you. What can you tell them to get them on this new path to finding their new identity? What's that one word, one phrase? I would say don't give up. Um, whatever you're going through, God is there. He's got your back. You just have to trust him. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, Linda, I think about our saying that says life's lessons, laughter and love, making relationships that last. And this just speaks volumes to what Kay's story and her journey of how she's gone through her life's lessons. Yes. And through it all, she's made relationships with other people that she didn't even know that were out there until she had ventured out and doing things that were different to get her out of her comfort zone. And that goes for all of us. Yes. You've got to do something different in order to branch out and grow. Yes. Okay. I like that. And we're going to end there. Thank you, Kay, for joining joining us. And um, Leslie, oh, you want to tell them about uh, 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you enjoyed this segment, which I know you did because I was truly blessed by Kay's transparency, please be sure to like that like button. Please be sure to subscribe to this channel so you can get more different life's perspectives from different people's life's journeys. We would love for you to be a part of this journey that Linda and I are on as we endeavor to share different perspectives so that other people's stories can be told and heard as well. So please be sure to like that button. Please be sure to subscribe to this channel and I will turn it back over to Linda. Yes. And Kate, that's what this means. <laughs> like button. <laughs> That's why we're a good partners. <laughs> we understand each other. <laughs> well, thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. Bye. Bye. So this is a bonus behind the, what is it? Behind the show? Behind the scenes. <laughs> behind the scenes episode, or actually it's the same episode, but this is a continuation. I have Kate back. And she's loosened up. <laughs> she's comfortable with us now. And it all started because I explained our experience of me and Leslie in high school. That we were like this with everything. And um, I forget what year, but she decided to go out for the drama team. And, you know, of course, we always hang out. I decided to go out with her for the drama team. And we partner up, and I did horrible. <laughs> she tried. She tried. <laughs> I did horrible. And that was the first time that we actually had to kind of just do our own thing. And, you know, we met up afterwards. And after that, she went out for cheerleading, and it's the same thing. Like, you do that, and I'll But we remain friends. And that's yes. the thing. Yes. That's the beauty. And you know, and, and again, this program is about relationships and how relationships really help us as individuals to grow. Mm -hmm. And I was asking Kay, because like Kay was saying, <clears throat> she's such an introvert, what brought out her relationship? What brought, not brought out her relationship, what brought her out of her shell? Yeah. And she was saying about her son, Bryson. So can you, Bryce, can you talk about that, Kay, about how Bryce was instrumental in bringing you out of that shell? Um, I just shared that, you know, growing up, I didn't have the type of relationship with my mother where we had intimate conversations or really any conversations. Um, so I just pretty much raised myself. And so once I um, got married, uh, my I got married in September. My mom passed that following December. Um, and then six months later, um, I was pregnant with my son. And so I knew bringing him into the world that I had to make decisions where I was not going to have him raised the same way as I was with no conversation, no memories. I have really great memories of my mother, of moments and things like that. So I really had to make the conscious choice that I was going to actually talk to him. And so um, I, my mother, you know, demons, her shame, her guilt, all of that was buried with her. I was not going to have that kind of life. And so I really wanted to um, just be open with him and have that type of relationship with him. And God knew exactly what he was doing, giving me that child. So um, we have a really great relationship, um, a lot of hard work, but we talk about everything. So. One word that you said that I would love for you to say again was about the shell thing. <clears throat> 
about how, I don't remember what type of uh, shellfish it is, but it has to grow with its shell. And if it does not change its shell, the shell will become its coffin. And it's so true because relationships about growth, whether you grow negatively or positively, but in most cases we want to grow positively. And I can just say, for instance, Linda and I have been friends for over 30 years. Her relationship, my relationship with her has helped me to grow in so many ways. And I, and Linda, I never told you this, but I was cleaning out my drawer because my mother was moving and I had like poems that I kept when I was a kid. And I wrote a poem about you. <laughs> and, I, and it said something, 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 my friend Linda. And I should have kept it. I just threw it away last year, but it was a poem I wrote when we were in sixth, seventh grade about my friendship with you. So it, wow. it's volumes about how you cannot live this life by yourself. You've got to surround yourself with good people. Surround yourself with people that are going to support you, speak into your life, and also be honest with you. I mean, not tell you all the time you're pretty and you got everything going on. No, they're going to tell your breath stinks because you need that type of accountability so that like they say, if I don't, if I, like the parents used to say, if I don't spank you, I don't love you. And it's true. If people can't be honest with you, they don't really love you because love is honesty. And honesty doesn't always mean flowers and roses. No, it means telling you the bare, you know, the bare truth. Hey, get it together. You know? So it's about relationships. And I, I love that, Kay, because even though you have a very close-knit relationship with your son, that is what it's all about having relationships in one aspect or another and another in order to bring us up and out into that new place and who you're going to who you're going the situation i can't talk how you okay i can do this <laughs> you are going through the situation with makes a humongous difference i went through so many different situations in my life and these people journey was with me and it felt like we went to war together and we might have only been in that journey in that situation together and i it, it they mean so much to me also there's other people that went to journey with me and they were more negative more and more they didn't they wasn't positive they wasn't encouraging they wasn't lifting me up they wasn't showing me the other side and and just like and i realized I had to let them go. I, I, I couldn't hold on to that. So it's it's who who are you around? Yeah. Are they lifting you up? Are they encouraging you? Are they praying for you? If if you can't pray for me, if you can't give me wisdom, if you can't you know help me through it, then I don't need to tell you what I'm going through. And that's what a lot of people mess up at. They think whoever can hear, I need to tell. No, you need to pick a few that you can trust that you can tell that is going to bring back life into you. Because that's why you're telling them because you're, you're hurting, you feel like you're dying inside. <clears throat> and you want to get some life back. You want that encouraging back. So we need to start watching what we say and who we say it to. Yeah. It's okay to say I'm hurting. It's okay to feel like I don't think I can make it, but it, I don't need to tell everybody. I need to pick the few people that I know that's going to bring back life to me, that's going to encourage me, that's going to pray for me, that's going to email me and, or text me or call me just to see if I'm okay. 
Mm-hmm. Then, ooh, girl, what happened now? So I can tell so and so. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Kay, I really, really love your story. I love how you're being so honest because there's so many people out there that can identify with everything in one aspect or another. I know I can identify with what you're saying about being in that shell. That was that's a real place. That shell is a real place. And it's hard, like a shell. It's (laughs) terrifying to be in there alone, but it's more terrifying to come out. Yes. And so that's where you stay stuck. So, but, you know, in the book, I write from, you know, there's pieces in there that I wrote when I was in my 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. There's a piece I wrote called Half of 114. Um, I wrote that when I was 57. So that's a long time to be stuck with anything that's happening in your life. So you just have to get to the point where you say enough is enough, you know, and yeah. And how are you now? I mean, I know this is a lifelong journey for all of us, but how are things now, would you say? As far as uh, me dealing with things? Yeah. Um, A lot better. I immediately, you know, like I said, I totally admit the step of crying on the floor, it's not crying, punching pillows. Like I just skip that step and I'm like, Lord, this hurts. And I don't know why I'm going through this, but you know, and I trust you. And that's where I leave it. So it was just, you know, uh, maturing to that point of the relationship with the Lord that you know what you said, you've been telling me this all my life. At what point am I going to start to believe you? So. Ooh, I like that. That's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> so it really helps you uh, skip a lot of steps of heartache and pain. It's like, okay, this happened. What do I do? Where do you want me to go? You know, who do I need to talk to? And so it's just pretty much having those conversations. Like uh, Linda said, you know, being careful of not telling everybody, you know, what it is you're going through and learning how to just take it right to the Lord. Yeah. You you saw what they did to me today. Oh my gosh, I'm so upset. What do I need to do? And, you know, so, um, and have those people that are your prayer circle that you can text or call and say, you know, I need prayer. You don't even have to tell them what it's about. And they just text you back and say, I'm on it. So having, you know, two or three people that, you can do that with and lift you up and um, that means means everything so yeah it's huge I remember going through a situation and I was with a, a stranger pretty much and she goes what are you going to do and I remember going I don't know and as the words coming out my mouth I don't know it's like are you a child of God or not <laughs> <laughs> saw the words I don't know go over the air and it's like I know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna pray because I know God is using this for something I don't know what I don't know how but I know this is going to help me be better in the future or help somebody else so I'm going I'm gonna be okay I'll figure it out I'm just gonna trust in him and she looked at me like I was crazy to I don't know (laughs) to all of a sudden just switch because it's like I don't know it was like seeing myself and seeing the words floating out, like, how dare you? Like, you know, 
you know who you are. Why are you letting those words come out? Like you just, you forgot because something happened. Something's gonna always happen. It's gonna right. always be a situation. It's always gonna be a problem. It's it's up to you of how you're going to handle it. That situation is not more stronger or powerful than who you are and who God is. You know, and we forget that sometimes. We think, you know, words and our health and different things have more power yeah. than God or ourselves. God right. us. He told us we have everything we need for any situation. So when you say, I don't know, <laughs> yes, we do. And that's what we were saying before that fear puts us in jail in that yeah. prison. And we don't see our gifts, we don't see our talents, we don't see what God had called us to do and how we can help people. And we lock ourselves up by saying, I don't know. I'll never forget that. And I swear that I'll never say that again because I do know. If, and if I really truly don't know, then I know to pray. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So there is no, I don't know. It's, I'm going to wait. I'm going to stay still. I'm going to pray. I'm going to see what God's going to call me to do. I'm going to see what God's going to do. God got this. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know I'm going to wait on God and see what he's going to do. That's right. I do know. And while you're waiting, it's still going to hurt. It's still going to challenge you and all of that. Like that's not going to go away, but you have to get to the point where you can pass these tests quickly so he can take you to where he needs you to be. Yes. And I love that you say that because there's so many times when we do say that or somebody say that to us, we think we won't have to feel the pain anymore. We think right. because we're a Christian, we don't get hurt or bad things won't happen that, you know, we can't get these situations or things won't happen to us because we are a child of God. No, those things are going to happen. And it's happening because it makes us stronger. Right. It happens because we can relate to other people and bring them to him. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. That's good. He wants to hear you cry out to him. That's what he's there for, so. That's right, ladies. This is great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you glad we like did a second part to the <laughs> yes, I am glad because the, the audience came was dancing just a minute ago. You missed it. <laughs> 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 yeah, her dancing. She was like, <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Maybe not, not that part. <laughs> Maybe inside, but you couldn't see it. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else that we did talk about that we were like, oh, that would be good. Let's redo before we um, actually end it for real this time. I can't. Um, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, um, I, there, I would like to share uh, one more piece that I wrote. It's one of my favorites um, because when I was feeling you know, like I was inadequate and imperfect. And I had to realize that it's not about me, it's about him. So this is called Imperfect Me. And it says, imperfect, inadequate, incomplete. I, 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 I can't compete. It's not about I, it's all about you. Perfect and pure, I must give you your due. Quietly nudging me, but never judging me. Patiently waiting, but never begrudgingly. You're a gentleman, it's been a labor of love. 70 times seven, my sins erased with your blood. Imperfect me can't be anything without perfect you. Many times I've tried, but I couldn't subdue all the anger, the doubt, the bitterness and fear. 
even though I knew you were always so near. As I strayed away from your bosom, your divine protection and favor, your unconditional love for me never once wavered. You sent people to help me and encourage me through all the things that went wrong and when I gave up on you. You stayed steadfast and sure that I'd come out intact and hit my stride never once looking back. For the imperfection I see comes from the pit of hell, but the perfection that is you is where I must dwell. I must place everything at the foot of your throne because I, 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 I can't do it alone. It's not about I, it's all about you. For you have designed my divine breakthrough. Imperfect, inadequate, and incomplete, the devil is a liar. I smell defeat. Okay, hold up your book. Can you hold it up for us? Wow. That is cool. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. That's powerful, Kay. Very powerful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I love to end it on that. The devil is a <laughs> <laughs> I want to do it again. You know, defeat. And my Bible says in the end we win, so. That's right. That's right. His voice wins. God's voice wins. Yeah. I so I love this second part because it's more about like what Leslie was saying, getting out that shell before you die in it. You have to get out and go into your new bigger shell that, that and it's just like going into your blessing. You know, you have to get out of that. And the only thing I can relate to that, the story I heard was the butterfly, you know, oh, yeah. the cocoon and just trying to, you know, and it's, it's to the point that they have to get uncomfortable Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To, to break free to fly so i love that and i hope this helps somebody that they they are they need to get out they need to get from that being uncomfortable and see what god has planned for them so, yeah you're perfect good. in him that's good miss i feel like giving a group hug it's one of those <laughs> I just feel like giving a group hug. That's a, that's a, <laughs> a hug video. <laughs> Makes me want to just hug it, hug y'all. <laughs> well, nice meeting you, Kay. And thank yeah. you for um, letting us do a behind the scene one. This is our first <laughs> behind the scene one. So good that we, because sometimes we do talk to you guys before and we talk to you guys after. And there's so many times that you guys say something or we even discuss something. We're like, oh, we should have said that. Yes. And this is a perfect example of some things that needed to be cleared up or just needed to be added on to help somebody go through the situation they're going through. So um, I really appreciate you letting us record you again or add on to your episode so, <laughs> so people can know. Um, and hear how it really is probably time to get from being comfortable and getting a little uncomfortable to break free and to break out because no one has a key but you That's to break right. out of jail. No one, exactly. no one, it is right there, it's hanging up. You have to open it up and decide, I'm not gonna live, I'm not gonna let this person hurt me anymore. I'm not gonna live with this. I'm not gonna do this. I'm going to break free. No one else can do it for them. Right. Now there's people that can help you in different situations, but you and you alone have to go through that process to do that. So yes, I like that. And God gave us the tools and everything we need to do that. That's right. Yeah. So, okay. Thank, Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. That's
No problem. Bye. Bye. Bye.